I really want to speak to uh, those in the room and those online that uh, find themselves either single or single again. Um, and I think it'll apply to everybody. So if you're like married, don't check out. And uh, I, I think there's a lot of application here, but I'm really wanting you to know that's my heart is the target in that direction today. And uh, I just want to say first, I think sometimes in the church, if you're single, it feels like something's wrong with you. Um, I just want to say there's nothing wrong with you that, um, that you can feel like the last bag left on the conveyor belt at the airport, like anyone... Anyone has just belonged to anyone? Somebody picked this up. I just want to say you're not that. Are you following me? And uh, so, but I, I do want to give you some things that I think will help you. And, um, and I wasn't married till later in my 20s and some things that I found helped me um, in that season of life. And there is a season for everything. And if you live in season and not out of season, then God can really do some wonderful things in your life in that time period. If you're with me, say amen. amen. So my mom came to visit uh, a few weeks ago, and evidently she's going through boxes right now um, of old things. And so she brings me a picture, and she's like, I thought you would want this. And it was of me in high school, and uh, I was evidently dressed for the prom, and I brought it to show everybody if they could put that up. <laughs> Let's go. I was doing bathroom selfies before bathroom selfies were a thing, everybody. That's called a camera with a camera roll. That's no iPhone. You couldn't text that to your friend. You had to take that down to Walmart to the film development part of the store. Come on, anybody remember that? In the center of the store. And then you came back a few days later or a week and you got your envelope with all your pictures and you hope they were yours and not somebody else's. Anybody ever get somebody else's pictures? All right, just being honest right there. Look at that, look at that. Off center part, come on somebody. Those are my soccer days. You had to have floppy hair to play soccer back then. Because when you were running, you needed it to flow. What y'all can't see is, anyways. I was, thinking about, I was thinking about this picture. You can take it down now. That's enough looking at that. I was thinking about this picture though, is that I remember, I remember that, I remember that house, I remember that prom, I remember um, going to, and all I could think about was getting to the prom. Are y'all with me? Um, that, that, that was the whole thing. I, I, I remember I was like, who's gonna be there? Um, you know, what it, I didn't know what date, what my dre dress the date was wearing, I, and um, I wish I could tell you her name, I apologize. That's awful of me. <laughs> it wasn't Tammy, I know that. All the other ones I forgot, I don't even know their names. <laughs> Write that down. Write that down. Y'all just got point number one, you didn't even know it. <laughs> and uh, that was for the married folk. I don't even know her name, babe. So, uh, but all I could think about was getting to the prom and what was gonna happen at the prom and, and then where was everybody going after the prom? Are y'all tracking with me? Like that was my sole focus. I'm sure for like the week leading up to it was like, it's gonna be a good time and what are we doing? And I was thinking about this as it relates to relationships and maybe even I think back in my life whenever I was hoping to get married, wanting to get married, all I could think about was the destination. All I could think about was like getting to that moment or getting to that relationship. And when I look back on this, I think, man, if only I'd thought of more about who I was becoming and less about where I was going. 
That, that if I would focus more on who I was becoming, then the where I was going would take care of itself. And now in hindsight, some a lot of years later, <laughs> I don't even know the number, um, a whole lot of years later, I look back and go, yeah, it really is more about who I'm becoming than it is about where I'm going. That the where I'm going will take care of itself if I'll give a lot of attention and energy to the who I'm becoming. And I think this is true whether you're married or single, but I think especially if there's a season for everything, then this season of your life is the season to go, who am I becoming? Because who you are becoming is determined by the rhythms of who you are right now. In other words, let me say it this way. Your current rhythms are gonna become your tomorrow realities. And a lot of us think that, that I'll just show up and then it'll be good and I'll, I'll just show up to the thing and then I'll be ready. And let me just say, you don't show up to the game and all of a sudden you're a great athlete if you haven't prepared for the game. Tracking, say amen. That, that you don't just show up. No, it's my, my current rhythms are the, what becomes tomorrow's realities. And I think we know this on a, on a basic scale, right? We can always go to the New Year's resolutions of I'm gonna, I'm gonna be more healthy. And we understand that if I eat, you know, like I do at Christmas, if I eat that way every day, after day, after day, after day. Hello, y'all tracking with me? I went to my doctor in January and she was like, the numbers aren't too bad considering Christmas just happened. I was like, that's encouraging, thank you very much. She was like, we can't eat like that all the time or y'all, your blood work won't be very good, right? Because today's rhythms become tomorrow's realities. And if I wait till tomorrow to become the person that I wanna be, then I've waited too long. And the reality and the reason why this is so important is because you attract who you are. You don't attract what you want. You don't attract what you hope for. You don't even attract what you pray for. You attract who you are. And so who you are becoming is more important than the destination you're heading to. Let me say it this way, you've heard it said, instead of finding the one, I need to become the one, the one I want is looking for. Let me say that again. Instead of finding the one, I need to become the one that the one I want is looking for. Are y'all tracking with me? And even as a married person, I never stop becoming. It's not like I got you and now I'm on autopilot. No, I'm continually becoming, I'm continually growing. And especially if there's a season for anything, man, I wish someone had said to 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 20, I think in Marysville, 27, somebody said to the 20 something year old Daniel said, listen, it's about who you're becoming right now. It's about the development, the realities, the rhythms that you're creating right now is gonna inform who you are in all of your tomorrows. I wish I'd have spent more time becoming, are you following me? And so I'm going to give you four things that I think you should be coming, that this should be the season where you go, I'm going to become in these areas. I'm going to, I'm going to lock into these areas. And if you're married today and you're like, ah, this kind of isn't for me, you know, someone that's single, but I would say to you, even these are things that you've got to continually become in continually grow in. If you're not just going to grow, go through the year, but you're going to grow through the year then we should be becoming, we should be different at the end of the year than we are right now. If you're with me, every, every campus say amen. amen. Number one is this, is I think you ought to become confident in calling. Write that down. You should become confident 
in calling. Another word you could use is purpose, but I want to use the word calling. The Bible says this in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It says, for we are God's handiwork. Another, another translation says we are God's workmanship. In other words, God created you. God crafted you. Psalms 139, David says that in my mother's womb, you knit me together. So it was, it was God who designed you. And you were created in Christ Jesus to do good works. So you you were created by God for God. Before you were created for anybody else, you were created for God. And you were created to do some things for him. And these things you were created to do, he prepared in advance. And so we say it around here like this all the time, you were created on purpose for a purpose. Good, you've been listening, that's great. You were created on purpose for a purpose. And so this is the season to become confident in calling or, or if you want to say confident in, in your purpose. Because here's the danger is that if you spend all your time looking for a person, you could miss your purpose. And here's what happens to so many people because I think we at the beginning of our life, whenever we get old enough to understand and, 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 and people begin to ask us, what are we gonna do with our life? And so we begin to think about careers and I wanna elevate your thinking to go, no, think a little less about career, think about purpose. Are y'all tracking with me? Some of you are like, I thought my career was my purpose. No, your career may be the assignment that you have right now, but your calling is greater than your assignment. Are you tracking with me? And, and even above your calling is your identity. I am not a pastor, I am a child of the living God. Before I am a dad, I am a child of the living God. Before I am a husband, I am a child of the living God. Before I am a leader, I am a child of the living. Are y'all tracking with me? Because God could take this away from me. I could, God could be like, you're done, Daniel. I'm gonna put you on a different assignment. But no matter my assignment, I have been a bellhop at a Marriott. I've been a valet parker at a hotel in Nashville. I've been a busboy at an Olive Garden. Are y'all following me? I've been a youth pastor. I've been a worship leader. I've been a senior pastor. And through all those things, child of God. Are y'all tracking with me? And so here's what happened. If I don't get confident in my calling, if I don't get confident in my purpose, then I'll look for a person and then that person becomes my purpose. And people disappoint you. And people are frail. No, but he's perfect. I love you, he's not. Are y'all tracking? And so I, I search around and I'm like, I need person, I need a person, I need a person, I need a person. And then I find the person and then I turn that person into my purpose. And then I expect that person to fulfill something in me that only God can fulfill in me because I was created in Christ Jesus, not in Sarah, not in Jamal, not. Are y'all tracking with me? They didn't, I wasn't created on purpose for their purpose. I was created on purpose for God's purpose in my life. 
And so if I find a person, then my identity begins to get wrapped up in them and my assignment gets wrapped and my purpose gets wrapped. I'm not saying you don't have faithfulness and commit. Are y'all tracking with me? I'm just saying in the season that God has you in, it is time to get confident in your calling to go, no, I am called by God. And I can give you the one that is for everyone. I don't know your particular one, but you are called by God to glorify him with your life. Now, let me take it out of church language. You're called by God to serve him. When I met Tammy, I couldn't tell her what we're gonna do. I knew at the time I was broke. I knew, I knew, I knew how to do that well. <laughs> Y'all tracking with me. I knew I was a college student. I knew I was working. I knew I was doing my thing. But here's what I did know and what she knew is that we were both gonna serve God with our lives. Not just because I felt called to ministry, are you with me? She didn't feel called to this. She was a middle school choir teacher. She goes, that's what I'm called to. I'm called to teach music. I'm called to invest in middle school kids. She loved middle, believe it or not, she loved middle school. That was her favorite age group to teach. She's like, I love them. She's like, they're young enough, they still scare to you a little bit, but they're old enough that you can have good conversations with them. She goes, I know I'm called to that. We knew we were called to serve God. We didn't know what the assignment would be. And thank God the assignment has changed and fluxed and, and, and moved. And I'm, I'm so grateful for, are you following me? And she'd teach, teach middle school. And there's a season where she was staying home mom. And then this season where she's now involved heavily here at the church. And the assignment has changed, but our calling we knew. All I know is this. I can't give you any guarantees of what life's going to look like. I don't know if it'll be in the mission field somewhere overseas. I didn't know where God would take us, what he did, but here's what I can give you. I am confident in this, that my purpose in this earth is to serve God with every fiber of my being and every part of my life. I'm called to serve God. And look what happens. If I am heading in that trajectory and I'm confident in that calling and I'm moving in that trajectory, then what, guess what? I'm going to find someone when they're moving in that trajectory. Then all of a sudden I look over and be like, Hey boo, what's up? You look good. You serving God. You my kind of person. We seem to be on the same purpose. And now we're on the same purpose. We have something greater than just you good and I like you and you cute. Because let me just tell you, gravity tastes over. I'm using skincare product because things are getting wrinkled. I gotta have something that's higher, something that's greater. I gotta get confident in my calling. This is the season to get confident. Well, pastor, how do I know? I think sometimes you find your calling out in hindsight. But here's what I do know in foresight is that I, I keep taking steps towards serving God. I just keep taking another step and another step and another step towards serving God. Are y'all tracking with me? I just take the next open door. I just walk through the next open door. And I look back and I go, wow, God's, God, can, God seems to use me in these ways. God seems to create these type of opportunities. But I just keep moving towards serving God. 
I just keep moving. Why do you think we don't keep talking about growth track and getting on the dream team to like fill some quota? It's because it's why you're on the planet is to serve God. And there's no better place to serve God than in the house of God. Bro, your wife may be on the Kids Point check-in team at your campus and you don't know it because you keep sitting in the seat and not serving God and moving <laughs> and not moving towards purpose. The more you move towards purpose, you may just look up and go, wow, she's moving towards purpose too. Are y'all with me? Say amen. amen. Number two, the season to become not only confident in calling, but diligent in decisions. Diligent in decisions. You are the sum of the choices you make, right? Luke 16, 10 says this. It says, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever's dishonest with little will also be dishonest with much. In other words, what, what the text is saying is that, is that the little things matter, that the little decisions matter. The things that you don't think are really big deals, it's the little decisions that matter, because why? Because your current rhythms are becoming tomorrow's realities. And if I'm more concerned about development than I am destination, then I'm gonna be worried about the little things that God entrusts to me right now. I'm gonna be, be concerned about the, the little moments. I'm gonna be concerned about the, 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 the class at the, at the university that God's given me. I'm gonna be diligent with the decisions. Why? Because I'm the sum total of the choices that I'm making. And your potential is not in what you dream about or what you think about, or listen to me, even what you pray about. Your potential is in your patterns. Write that down. Your potential is in your patterns. Listen to me, ladies. His potential is not in what you think he can become. But he's got a good heart. No, his potential is in his pattern. Don't, I was telling somebody today, don't listen so much to what he says. Watch what he does. I'm giving you all kinds of things to write. This, this means write it down. Yeah. <laughs> it's not in what he says, it's in what he does. Parents, I'm giving you some great, like, great coaching for the you got kids that want to date. No, because why? The potential is in the pattern. Not in what I say. I can, I can talk a good game, but what game am I living? What am I doing with the little things? What, what about the little moments? What am I doing with little opportunities for integrity? What am I doing with little decisions in my life? Because my life is the sum of the choices that I make, and so am I making wise choices now? I want a wife, but I can't show up to work on time? No, I've got to be diligent in my decisions. I've got to be wise in the decisions, the choices I'm making right now. I, I want a family but I can't get off Xbox before one in the morning? This is my season of preparation. This is my, 
my season to, to dig the roots deep, to, to make consistent choices in my health and my finances. And, and I wanna get married, but I have no savings. Are y'all tracking with me? I, I'm, I'm just talking about diligent in my decisions. I'm gonna be disciplined in my decision-making now. Why? Because my current rhythms create tomorrow's reality. My potential is in my patterns. And so what patterns am I creating right now? If I want, y'all know that I love, I love my lawn looking nice. Do y'all know they have robot mowers now? Man. Anybody want to bless their pastor? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. Seriously, no. I just, I thought about these robot mowers because I was like, they just, they go back to their base, charge up, and your yard is never overgrown. Like it's, it's, ne it's always perfect. That's, that's of the Lord. <laughs> no, but I, I, was, I was thinking about this and this diligent with decisions because a lot of times we're diligent in decisions and no one's applauding. No one sees you. No one thinks it's great. Matter of fact, most of the decisions that really matter in your life, no one sees them. No one knows about them. No one is patting you on the back. No one's applauding you. No one's saying, great job. You got up on time today. Great job. You didn't hit the snooze button today. Great job. You put back another 10% of your income into savings to prepare for the future. No one's doing that for you. Are you following me? But it's the diligent decisions, the patterns today that create the realities that you want tomorrow because a lot of the decisions you're doing are underground. I think about my lawn like, Right now, it's, the, it's, it's not green and lush like I like it, right? But I, I aerated it in the fall, and lime goes down. They're going to come back out, and they're going to aerate in the spring. And, 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 but I know right now those roots are going down deep. But as soon as, as soon as the spring gets here and that first cut comes, and I will, it's my favorite. I can't even tell you. It does my soul good. Sun's out. Pull up. There's lines down it, like I'm at Augusta National. <laughs> Y'all tracking with me? But I don't get that now if I don't do the work in the winter. If I don't do the right things in this season, then I don't get what I want in the next season because the potential of my yard is not in what I hope or want or desire or even see. It is in the patterns of how do I treat it and take, are y'all tracking with me? I'm trying to show you that your diligent in your decisions matters. It matters the decisions you're making right now. I'll just give you a few. It matters the relationship you're developing with Jesus now. It matters. It matters. You, you can't give someone what you don't have. You can't lead somewhere where you've never been. So if you look and go, man, I just want someone that's so passionately in love with God, then are you passionately in love with God? You got to be diligent in your decisions. You got to be diligent in your relationship with God, diligent in the friendships that you're making, diligent in the community you're surrounding yourself. Are y'all tracking me? I mean, we could go through every area of life, but this is the time. Oh, it'll be easier when I'm married. No, it gets harder. It gets harder. Why? Because marriage doesn't get easier. Marriage magnifies everything about you. So if you're angry, you just get angrier, easier. <laughs> 
Are you following me? If you're lazy, you get lazier. If, if you don't have discipline, you get less discipline. Are y'all tracking with me? So this is the season to get diligent in decision. Number three. Number three, this is the season. I'm becoming something. I'm becoming, this is the season that I'm crushing comparison. Crushing comparison, Galatians 6, 4 through 5 says this, each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else for each one should carry their own load. Now, I, I tread a little lightly because I think sometimes that um, people are just like, well, just be content in your season of singleness. And it's usually, you know, dumb married people saying that, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're going home to somebody. It's like, thank you very much, right? But, uh, so I don't wanna just throw that out, but I do wanna say comparison is the killer of contentment. And the word comparison um, means two things. One, it means to compare similarities, but it also means to compare dissimilarities. And the way our brain works, we very rarely go to comparing similarities. Very rarely when we talk about comparison and we're like, we're just the same. No, usually we're comparing going, well, they have this that I don't have. They go here and I don't get to go there. They, they see this thing and I don't get, are you all tracking with? And we can immediately go to the dissimilarities in our life. And the dissimilarities are the thing that creates the gap, that creates the frustration, that robs us of our contentment and robs us of our joy. It's when we begin to look at people and go, they have something that I don't have and what they have is what I want and now there's a gap. I feel a loss in my life or I feel like I'm at a disadvantage in my life because they have something that I want or they have something. And here's what we really say, they have something that is better than what I have. Now track with me and I know, I know, I know I'm saying this as someone who is married, but often we look at, and I, re I remember, it wasn't that long ago, everybody. I looked at married people and said, they have something better than what I have. And that robbed my contentment. And I wanna propose to you that they have something different, but I don't know you should call it better. I'm not saying marriage isn't wonderful. It's not, it's the institution God created. That and the church is the only two things he established in the earth to carry the gospel and to be his reflection of his image to the world. Are y'all following me? I understand all that. I have my theology down pat. I'm just saying we look at it and go better and I'm proposing you look at it and go different. And I'm just proposing that each one should carry his own load is what Paul wrote to the Galatian church. And, and the load that you're assigned to carry, you've been graced to carry. And so just because I look at someone else and I go, they have what I want, I just don't want you to get caught in this trap of going, and what they have is better than what I have.
No, it's different from what you have, and they have a different grace. <laughs> We're going to lift this up in a minute, but <laughs> single is hard, married is hard. If it was easy, everyone would stay together. So don't call different better and think you have something less. Paul said, I wish you all would be as I was, which was single, so that you could give your life to purpose. But he says, if you're going to burn with lust, then it's better to get married. Are you all tracking? Paul said, you've got, a, you've got a grace for what you have to carry. And I don't know what the next season will be for you, and I don't know what God's plan. I wish I could say what God's will was for your life. I don't know that. But I do know this, is that comparison will steal your joy. And sometimes you're comparing what you think something is, not what it really is. And I'll just give you two little tools quickly that I think will help you in not having your contentment robbed by comparison. Number one is to focus your attention on what you've been graced to carry. Because to compare, I have to look over what God has currently given me to what he's given somebody else. I have to ignore what God has put in my hand to see what he's put in somebody else's hand. I have to do that to compare. So what if I just gave my attention and go, no, my boundary lines have fallen in pleasant places. God, I thank you for what you've given me and what you've put before me. It's a grace gift. Are y'all tracking with me? And then another thing that helps me to not lose my contentment in comparison is when I celebrate the successes of others. It keeps my heart in the right place. Are y'all tracking with me? All right, let me give you the last one. Number four is in this season, I'm becoming one. I'm becoming the person and I'm, I'm knowing my name. Galatians 4, 7 says, so you are no longer a slave, but God's child. Since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. Let me give this to you real fast. I wanna honor our time. Paul's saying you're no longer a slave. Here's what he's saying. He's telling the church, you're no longer a slave to your old life. And maybe you're here and you've recently come to faith in Christ and, and you're like, man, I, I don't even know if I deserve a, a God on a relationship. I don't even know if I even deserve like that, what you're talking about, pastor. Like I've made so many mistakes and so many, and I just want to say to you, you're no longer a slave to your old life. That, that's not who you are anymore. That, that it's not what God says about you anymore. You're no longer a slave to sin. You're no longer a slave to that. No, you now have a power to overcome that. You have a power to overcome the work of the enemy in your life, but you are a child of the living God. And here's the deal is you, this is the season to get that embedded in the core of who you are and to rewire the thinking of your mind to go, no, I am a child of the living God. I have the power of God. I have the peace of God. I have the joy of God. I have the contentment of God. I have the hope of God. This is who I am because I'm no longer a slave. I'm a child. And as a child, I'm an heir. So I have access to everything that heaven has to offer me because I am an heir of the living God. I have everything that heaven wants to deposit into my life. I'm no longer a slave. And so I'm going to conform 
I'm gonna walk in this new reality like Romans 12, two says, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world. So I'm not gonna live according to the world, but I'm gonna be transformed by the renewing of my what? Of my mind, I'm gonna live God's way. I'm gonna rewire my thinking to think God's way. And does that take time? Yeah. And will that take effort? Yeah. And will that take steps over time? Absolutely. But I'm gonna be confident in my name. And then here, watch this. This is what I'm gonna do. And then I'm gonna grow into it. What do you mean, pastor? I'm gonna grow into it. Little step at a time. Well, who am I? I'm a child of God. Am I acting like that? I didn't, there's some moments today, but I'm growing into it. I'm becoming more of it. I'm walking towards purpose. I'm walking towards wise choices. I'm walking towards not comparing and I'm walking towards walking in who I am. I am a child of God. I am not what somebody said about me. I'm not what my ex said about me. I'm not what my parents spoke over me negative. I'm not what some teachers said about me. No, I am a child of the living God and I am rewiring my thinking by renewing my mind and I'm walking into everything that God says about me. This is the season of becoming. I'm not wasting it, sitting around moaning and wishing. I'm not saying it's easy, don't hear that. I'm just saying this is the season of opportunity. This is the season of growing through it, not just going through it. I'm not waiting to become somebody when somebody else comes into my life. God wants me to be right now in this moment. I am wasting nothing. I'm confident in my calling. I'm diligent in my decisions. I'm crushing comparison and I know who I am. So you roll up on me, you better know who you are because I know who I am. I'm a child of the living God. Come on, put your hands together if you receive the word today. Know who I am. It's development over destination. I'm becoming. I'm becoming. I'm becoming. I'm becoming everything God has for me. Will you bow your head, close your eyes, every location? There's no one looking around. It's a very private moment for some of you. The core struggle in your life is maybe not everything you think it is, maybe it's this core issue, is you've never settled your identity. You don't know your name. You're living by the labels of so many other people. You don't know your name. You never settled the issue of, I am a child of God. Today, I want to give you the opportunity to do that. The Bible says that we're all far from God when we're born, that we're his creation, but we're not his children. There's a difference. And what separates us from God and what mars and scars our identity is a thing called sin, and it's in all of us. We're born with it. And so we had a problem we could never resolve and that's why Jesus came. He came to give his life on a cross, to die, be buried, and he rose again three days later to prove that he was who he said he was, the son of God with the power to take away the sin of the world. 
But he came to fix this sin issue in our life that robs us of our identity, that robs us of calling, robs us of intimacy with the Father. And he said, if you'll confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. In other words, your sins will be forgiven and heaven will be your home. Paul wrote this in the book of Corinthians. He said, if anyone is in Christ, anyone takes this step of faith, they're a new creation. Everything passes away and everything becomes new. And some of you today, you need a fresh start. You've looked for your identity and all these kind of things in your job and people and relationships, and it's all come up short. Today, you need to settle that and say, no, I'm a child of God. Today, I'm declaring that by faith. I'm a child of God. In just a moment, we're going to give you the opportunity to pray and to make that declaration through prayer. But if you say, Pastor, that's me. I need that fresh start. I need to settle that in my heart today. And in just a moment, I'm going to count to three and at every location. No one looking around, just myself and your campus pastor. If that's you and your desire, when I get to three, you just shoot your hand up high on three. This is your moment, every location, even there online on three. One, two, three. Just shoot your hand up high. God bless you. God bless you. Incredible. You can put them down. Church, let's pray this out loud for the benefit of those who just slip their hand up. Just say, Jesus, I need you. I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I believe you died for me. I believe God raised you from the dead. Today I make you my Lord and Savior. Thank you for a brand new beginning. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. Come on, let's celebrate those who made that decision. Thanks for joining us for today's message. Feel free to rate, review, and share with a friend. If you'd like to find out how you can get involved or partner with us financially, visit lifepoint.org or download the LifePoint app. Thank you for your generosity. We can do so much more together than we ever could apart. See you soon.